Well, good morning, and uh, I just want to welcome each one to this part of the service. Um, the uh, seats may not be full, but it's a lot fuller than it was the last time I preached here. There's just a handful here with a um, phone in front of me. So this is, this is so much better. And uh, so yeah, before I go on, I want to wish all the fathers a happy Father's Day. Um, and I personally want to thank you as part of the leadership for your good job of fathering. Um, and um, God bless you for that. Today I've titled the message, Forgiveness from the Heart, and uh, in some ways it kind of feels like here we go again. Um, I know there's some here that were not here when I preached through the 12 locked hearts, which is primarily on forgiveness, but, um, but as I was, about a month ago, I was reading through Matthew, I'm in Mark now, I just decided I'm going to read through the Gospels, and came across this, it was just, it stood out to me where that we forgive from the heart. You know, so many times, if, if we're not careful, it can be a mental thing that happens. Yeah, um, I forgive you. It's, it was nothing when actually it was something. It did hurt. And, but if we don't allow it to go down into the heart where we, yeah, it did hurt, but it's okay. And I want to um, maybe share a little what forgiveness from the heart looks like, but I also don't want to leave you there. I want to lead you through it. And uh, just so you have, so you again have the tools um, that we need to get through when there's hurts that happen because Let's face it, there's from time to time we get hurt. It just, it just happens. And maybe not even intentionally. And if I forget to say this, um, it's my responsibility to forgive even if they don't say sorry. It's still my responsibility to get, forgive. Um, I want to, got a little more time, so I, I kind of feel free. Um, I'll, I'll share a little something that happened in my life is uh, a lot of you heard my testimony growing up I was a lot of mocking in my life freckles, red hair, all that I hated it, I hated it how God made me I hated God but I loved Jesus anyway, um, that was a boy's version and uh, now you know you can't sep separate that but anyway um, But it continued in life. And there was one day when it was just the straw that broke the camel's back and where I went into depression and I was suicidal for a week. I was afraid of my own self. And anyway, there's someone that led me through the forgiveness and I forgave this man, released him. And the man I hated is now the one I spend a lot of time with. And you know, to this day, he's never said sorry. But yet, his life changed. You see, when, when we don't forgive, 
We are actually in the way. We stand between them and God and prevent God from working in their life. If we forgive and release them to his control, now God can start working in his life and changing his heart. It's beautiful when we can do that. I want to warn you, though, it's hard. It's very, very hard. Because there's a lot of feelings that are attached to it. You know, and I guess I had thought, well, maybe I should share on Father's Day. You know, I know one time I did about blessing your father, but um, then I thought, you know what? This could be a Father's Day. It is the best gift and the best example we can be to our children is to forgive from the heart. Um, You know, in my life, I think this subject, and maybe this is why I teach it so much, is forgiveness is something that I've struggled with my whole life. It's just sometimes it is hard to forgive. And just because I teach it doesn't mean I don't struggle with it. In fact, many times when I teach it, I struggle with it more. And I think the reason that is, is Satan wants to destroy our testimony. And he wants to destroy. See, if, if he can destroy my testimony, you won't believe what I say, what I teach. And so if he can get me to stumble, he thinks he has a victory. And uh, You know, there was a time here that um, I responded out of resentment. And uh, I was not the leader here. I was not the leader at home that I should have been. And whoever all has been affected by my resentment and maybe even bitterness, but mostly resentment. I just want to say, I'm sorry. Because I know Satan was trying to destroy us, but even my testimony. See, if he can destroy our testimony, that's one of the ways that we overcome, is by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So if he can destroy our testimony, he's got us. And uh, so I apologize for the horrible example I have been.
You know, when I had taught through the 12 locked hearts, there was one point I told my wife I wish I had never started. Because there was a time when it was just like a semi-load of the past was dumped on me and I didn't see a way out. And, uh, and I think I can say today, I'm still not as free as I was back in the day when I had released everything. And, uh, but I'm, I'm positive God will take care of all that yet. It's, uh, it's pretty much back to where it was. But for the couple of years there that I was, oh, I was so depressed. And, uh, yeah. So anyway, here we go. First of all, you know, forgiveness is a choice that we have to make. It doesn't just automatically happen. So let's read the text for today. Matthew 18, verse 21 to 35. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times, seven. So either if it's 77 times or if it's 490 times, um, I think I'd even get tired of you coming to me 77 times and asking for forgiveness. Um, but the point isn't how often. The point is you forgive, regardless how often it is. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all that he had, and that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him, and forgave him the debt. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, and he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down on his, at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him in, into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what had been done, they were very grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that it was due to him. So my heavenly Father also did, will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. And at first glance, um, we may look at the uh, monetary difference. 
I mean, the one, from what I could kind of figure out, it varies because of value. Um, the one that owed, the first one that was forgiven all the debt, um, would have owed today's day maybe 12 million to 1 billion is what he would have owed. And then he went out to his other one, the one that owed him, which would have been about 25,000 maybe. I just, it's, uh, um, I went with $250 a day. It was 100 days wages is what, what it would have been. <clears throat> but that's not the moral of the story. You see, um, the first had owed an unpayable debt. A person couldn't pay off a billion dollars in, in, their, in their lifetime. They, they just couldn't. It was an unpayable debt. And uh, the other one, you could work 100 days and be paid. But anyway, but the, what I want to focus on is that unpayable debt is saying how Jesus came to be that sin sacrifice to pay for our transgressions, for our sin. And uh, if we can see, if we can truly see the lost state that we were in and what he forgave us from, then these little sins um, won't mean as much. They'll be easier to forgive if we can truly see how much I was forgiven. Because when we stand alone with God, without Jesus Christ, our debt's not paid. The, uh, I have this picture of God, and if we do not accept the death of Christ, then justice makes me pay for my own sin. And then, but however, when we trust in the death of Christ, the forgiveness that he personally paid for all our sins, he was, he was the uh, perfect lamb. I no longer have to raise lambs, so I have this lamb without a blemish that I could pay for my year's sin. Through Jesus Christ, we're set free. And we'll come to the next. And so many times, sadly, I, I tend to be the one to forget how much I was forgiven. We want justice for what was wrong. I mean, that was wrong. And I want to, I'll insert this now. It's okay even when we forgive. We say, you know, God, what Laverne did was wrong. You can say so, because it was. But today I choose to forgive him. He can be free. I'll assume the hurts. But we'll get to that yet. But so many times... We're like the scribes and the Pharisees. We like to accuse 
and see how, but they were trying to tempt Jesus here. Now, early in the morning, he came again into the temple and all the people came to him and he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, in, yeah, in the midst, they said to him, teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what do you say? This they said, testing him that he might have something, so that they might have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down, wrote on the ground with his finger as though he did not hear. So when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Then those who heard it, being convicted by their conscience, went out one by one, beginning with the oldest, even to the last. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, No, Lord. No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. You see, Jesus came down to this earth, stooped down to me, for me, I should say, and took all that punishment, the beating, the agony, beat almost to death where he couldn't carry his own cross. He came and did that so I can be set free. That gives me glory bumps. Why then, when something happens, why can't I just automatically see that and just forgive? Because look at what Jesus did for us. That's how we, that's what should motivate us to forgive from the heart, our brother, our sister. So forgiveness is actually a sacrifice. You know, if we, if it really doesn't, I don't know how to word this, if it really doesn't cost us anything, have we really forgiven? You know, if we, it's a sacrifice that we give that that person can be free. We have to sacrifice our self-will, death to the self. And true forgiveness is really, we're assuming the pain the consequences, all those things that had happened against us, we assume that onto ourselves and we set the other person free. In our mind, he never has to pay. It's, um, we forgive and we set him free. Re we release him, I should say, that we no longer have this clasp on him that we want justice. It's, we release him and then God takes care of whatever.
Because forgiveness from the heart comes through death to self and setting the other person free. And it's not just a mental consent. So here, I want to give you, and please note, this is just an example. You don't have to pray this prayer word for word, but I know it worked for me. And uh, um, it's kind of an example. But the biggest thing is, allow it to go into your heart where you're truly speaking from the heart that you really mean what you say is, Lord, I choose to forgive whoever for whatever they caused, causing me to feel whatever you felt, abandoned or just violated or hurt or um, whatever. Just crushed. I am willing to pay for the emotional pain and consequences that whoever has caused me, and I release him or her to your control. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to take back the ground that I had given to the enemy through my bitterness and yield that ground to your control. It's so key that we ask God to take back the ground of bitterness because if there is a root of bitterness, it defiles many. We need to uh, ask God to take back that ground. By the way, we're, as a human being, are not strong enough to take it away from Satan. It takes God to take away that um, stronghold that he has through bitterness. When we can die to ourselves, our own desires, and set the other person free, we experience an awesome freedom. And I don't know if you remember, it was about two days before my mom passed away. I spent time with her praying. And when we were done, she just said, oh, the burden is gone. But that's the last time I spent with her. And the last words that she told me just before I went home when she passed away about a half hour later was, thank you for spending that time with me. But what I'm just saying, this works. When we can truly die to our own will, our own desires that justice should be served, and we would just release the person. Because that was, and I'm not putting mom and dad down, but I wasn't, it, it wasn't exampled very well at home, is to forgive. There's things that were just chewed for years, and it, that was what I grew up with. And, but that's not an excuse. It just is what it is. And when we truly forgive, we will no longer seek revenge. In fact, it gives us a love that we desire the best for that person. When we truly, I'll, uh, it comes later then, um, I think I'll get to it yet, is that we ask God to fill us with his peace and his love. And when we have that love in us, we actually desire a blessing and we pray a blessing on the offender. That's, that's when it truly, you know it comes from the heart, is you no longer seek revenge or you don't desire anything bad to happen to that person. Um, I don't know why, I'm just full of goosebumps this morning. It's just, I, I, I guess I'm just remembering how free 
I felt when I finally let go of the perpetrator. And like I said, this all happens even if they never say sorry. So, when we assume all that pain, there's more freedom yet coming. I don't want to leave you with bearing that pain for the rest of your life and that you're carrying that. No, um, Jesus came more for more than just forgiving our sins. Because we can give our pain to Jesus. Because every emotional pain that is buried is buried alive. It's, it's not dead if we just bury it. But if we give it to him, it's gone. He takes it. Because see, Jesus understands what we're going through. When I say it's hard, remember the agony that Jesus was in before he went on the cross. He was, I assume, he felt the weight of all our sin. He felt the weight of my sin. And um, if it is any way possible, Lord, just take the cup from me. And uh, in agony he was there, but then he gave up or gave in. Just said, Lord, your will. Let's go. And that's where we need to be is there may be a struggle, but oh, this wasn't right. That's what I struggled with. Just on and on. Oh, but it's not, it just wasn't right. I mean, how can I just let him go? Which is dumb because we can't control him anyway. So we can just ask, Jesus, do I have to carry this pain for the rest of my life? And if we're serious, he'll be there with an open hand. Just say, no, just give it to me. Jesus, I give you this pain that whoever has caused, and I ask you now to fill me with your peace and your love. And you may wonder, well, how can I be so certain that he'll take it from us or from me? It's according to scripture. Jesus was reading from actually Isaiah, but the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed or actually to crush or to bruise and uh, those who are hurt, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down, and the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. He said, This is what I came for. This, I'm here. And uh, to heal the brokenhearted, and to proclaim liberty to the captives. In my very end, you'll see what I mean by being captive if you don't um, 
forgive. You see, the freedom then comes when we can release all that. And it is so free. Where my, my mom had said, the burden is gone. It, oh, you feel so light. It's just like you're walking on clouds. And uh, I'm not all for just feeling experiences, but I'm telling you, you feel things. I mean, once the burden is gone, you feel it. You, it's so light. It's just um, we're not made to carry those burdens. We're, we're just not made for that. God didn't create us to carry that. And it's not the freedom that I can just do as I please, but it's the freedom that I now can walk in his peace and in his love. That's true freedom. Jesus said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Like I said, when we have his peace and his love, we then desire the best for others. We want what is best for others. And forgiveness from the heart is impossible without God. It takes his grace to enable us and then the Holy Spirit to lead us. And, I'll, and I think I mentioned it way back those couple years ago, but I'll just mention it again. Don't ever buy into the lie is to forgive and forget. Not, um, there is a true element in there, but it is actually a flat lie. Because our, well, the way God designed our minds is we won't forget. You know, if there's a certain thing happens somewhere, let's say um, my wife would get killed in an accident by a drunk. Whenever I would drive by that place where she was killed, do you think I'd remember that? And then, but that doesn't mean I haven't forgiven. Is, is, that's what I'm trying to say is, don't, if something, let's say you have forgiven and it comes back to your mind again, don't think, oh, I didn't forgive. No, don't, don't believe that lie. Just forgive again. It might be part of the 490 times. It's just, just forgive again. Yeah, Lord, um, I forgive. I'll just choose to forgive again. And even take that opportunity to thank God for the freedom that he has given you from that hurt. The part that is partially true in that is you don't continue bringing it up. If you forgive, don't keep bringing it up, if, that's, if that makes sense. Don't um, leave it lay. Because when we can just forgive again, then that destroys Satan's scheme that he wants to do. Let's remember, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. So I encourage you, keep walking in the Spirit so you don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. One thing I guess I'll add is 
Sometimes we have to forgive ourselves. And sometimes that's the hardest thing to do, is to forgive ourselves. Um, we can be in our own jail, living in bitterness and resentment of our own self, hating our own self. I was there. That's where suicide comes in. I hated myself so bad, I had no desire to live. And that's not fun. That is a scary place. Dark, dark, dark. Been there, done that. You see, resentment and bitterness is like drinking a poison and hoping the other person dies. It destroys yourself. So I want to leave you with this quote. To forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that the prisoner was you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you so much that you've sent your only son, Jesus. so that we can have forgiveness for our sins and that you cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank you, Father, that you enable us by your grace that we can forgive as you've forgiven us and that you're willing to help us if we truly desire it. So Father, I just pray for each one here. If there are those who have been hurt, are hurting, maybe live in resentment or bitterness. Lord, I just pray that you would be real and that they could just forgive right now. Just say, Lord, today I choose to forgive. But Father, don't let them go home with a heavy weight on their shoulders. Release them from that weight. May they go home free, walking in your peace and in your love. Lord, we want to honor you. May we be a group here, a family that's willing to forgive from the heart. And that we are drawn together. Bind us together, Lord, with your cords that can't be broken. Work in my heart, Lord, that I can continue to freely forgive. Because, oh, the 
sin that you have forgiven me from, the wickedness when I was walking away from you. But yet you loved me so much and forgave. Thank you, Lord, for being that loving Father and being so faithful to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Such a wonderful work that you do in our hearts when we surrender to you. Thank you, Lord, for your salvation. Thank you, Lord, for the gospel, the good news that we have. May we go forth, Lord, sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. That's our only hope for today and always. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.